Hello, everyone, and good morning. And no, that's not Marshall or Jackson, but joining me is a special guest, Sam Basil. Um, Sam, can you just give us a quick uh, introduction, however long you want, and just tell us about yourself and uh, what we're talking about today? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, first off, thanks for having me on. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't talk a lot of Fordham football, but, you know, I, I'm always down to. So, I'm Sam. Uh, I, I am a, uh, a sports blogger. I, I write for a couple different uh, online blogs. I write for House Enterprise, where I talk about uh, sports betting, uh, college basketball, specifically in the Atlantic 10, uh, and, you know, kind of whatever is on my mind that day. And then I'm also uh, for, I'm also writing for a blog called A10 Talk, where I'm the uh, Fordham basketball contributor. And then, you know, I'm kind of just around on Twitter at uh, Sam Juan 2878. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, so this week we're talking about, for I guess a bonus episode, we're talking about uh, Holy Cross Fordham, uh, a game that was scheduled earlier this week after the Patriot League's reshuffling of their schedule as the Patriot League's kind of in panic mode to say the least um, in terms of scheduling. And this is uh, one of my favorite rivalries. It's got kind of a special place in my heart as I was telling Sam beforehand, as it was the Holy 2006 Holy Cross Fordham was the first ever game I attended in person at a uh, old fit and field, the uh, old steel ghost out there in Worcester. And a lot of people might not know that uh, this rivalry has got a global scope and there's been two meetings internationally, not just in Europe. One, so the first one was the 1991 Wild Geese Classic, which was in Limerick, and it was hosted in the 300th anniversary of an event which the New York Times quotes, Irish troops who resisted an English siege of Limerick, then surrendered, but not before negotiating right of safe flight to the continent. So I guess a very significant event for Limerick uh, that they had to have Holy Cross Fordham there. And then four years later, you had the 1995 Bermuda Bowl, which was a continuing game with, uh, I guess, academic schools where you had Suwanee and Davidson play, I think, uh, the year after it before, um, where you had Fordham win 17 to, or, yeah, 17 to 10, coming back from a 10 7 10 nothing deficit. And Joe Moorhead, his uh, first claim to fame as a, as a, in terms of Fordham was as a quarterback. He threw two touchdowns and 174 passing yards, and Juan Q. Kim ran for 180 rushing yards. So, I want to ask you, Sam, do you think, um, and not to mention too, you have the 2016 game played at Yankee Stadium. So a lot of interesting venues for this robbery. Do you think this sets um, the Ram Crusader Cup aside from, of course, it's FCS counterparts as rivalries, but maybe even like F FBS and all over um, college football? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, de I would definitely say it's an underrated college football rivalry. Um, you know, you don't really see it talked about obviously as much as you know like the, the iron bowl or the paul bunyan trophy but i think when you really get down to it and you talk to maybe fordham players holy cross players and then you know current students and alumni at both schools it's a rivalry that everyone that's closely involved is so passionate about i mean because you know i think you know fordham and holy cross uh holy cross is a jesuit school as well if i'm not mistaken um, you know, you, it's just these passionate, you know, loyal fan bases that really make this, this rivalry as great as it is. And I was actually at the, um, 2016, uh, Yankee stadium ramp crusader cup, and that was a awesome time. So we'll definitely, definitely love to get into that too. Yeah. I mean, tell me about that experience, honestly, because, uh, 
in terms of, I guess, Patriot League games, there's only been two played at Yankee Stadium, uh, the 2014 rivalry 150 for Lafayette Lehigh, and then that uh, Holy Cross Fordham game. So I guess, how big was that, you think, for the Fordham program and also maybe Holy Cross as well? And just what was that experience like? I think it was huge considering where Fordham football was at the time. I mean, that was right in the middle of the of the Chase Edmonds era, you know, and uh, Kevin Anderson at quarterback. Um, so that was just huge in kind of just setting up the careers for those guys. Um, I mean, Fordham kind of wanted to blow out. Chase Edmonds rushed for four touchdowns. Um, it was it was an awesome time, and I would. I'm honestly surprised that Fordham hasn't played more games at Yankee Stadium. I mean, considering, you know, the ties that we have with the Bronx, the ties or the ties that Fordham has with the Bronx, the ties that Fordham has kind of with the New York Yankees organization. Uh, I'm not sure if you know, but Michael Kay, uh, Fordham alumni, is the TV play-by-play voice of the Yankees, uh, WFUV graduate. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just think – I just think – it's such a great part of Fordham's identity as a school and as a sports program that I would love to see them come back to Yankee stadium. Uh, if not on a yearly basis, maybe on like a rotating basis. Um, you know, I'm not sure if any, there, there are any large stadiums near Worcester, but I mean, it would be great to see this turn into kind of one of the bigger FCS rivalry bowls, even when both teams might not be doing too hot especially this season when you're only playing three or four games, like this is the most important game. Like this is your playoff game, your championship game in a season where you can only get like three or four games due to the, you know, ongoing pandemic. Yeah. And I think that's a good point too, about getting more um, games at Yankee stadium for Fordham. I think uh, the, the New York city market is a very, it's a vast market. It's never really been controlled by anyone. And there's, you look at competition division one, you got army, of course, um, uh, you have Rutgers too in Syracuse, but none of those schools, I mean, except for army, army's been doing great lately. Uh, and I, I've had a firsthand uh, witness to that. Um, but uh, yeah, like none of those schools other than army, like have really been big draws, especially Rutgers and Syracuse. Um, so I think, I think there is a value in that as well. Uh, and also too, why not put uh, one of the Ram Crusader Cups at, I guess, Fenway Park uh, as well, because Fenway Park's always looking to host games. And uh, there's a new minor league ballpark for uh, Worcester because Worcester has a new uh, AAA team. They're the new AAA affiliate of the Red Sox. So that could be an yes, option. Yes, I heard about that. Uh, it is way smaller though than fit and field. So they'd be giving up a bunch of capacity. I guess that's a cost when you have a kind of, I guess, outdated structure. It is outdated. Uh, and a relic to their their former days of, of relevance uh, in college football. But I think that relevance in the past kind of uh, helps this rivalry too, because we have Holy Cross and you think of Gordy Lockbaum, you may think of guys like Gil Fennerty who played for the Saints for a long period of time. And even further back, uh, Holy Cross's Orange Bowl appearance in the 40s. And you think to Fordham, the seven blocks of granite and uh, all those bowl appearances that uh, Holy Cry uh, that Fordham, excuse me, went to. And I think that's uh, something that they can play off of because I think arguably, I think these two programs have the best tradition uh, going way back in the, in the Patriot League. Uh, I guess the, the one school that can rival it, I think is Colgate in terms of playing with the big, playing with uh, on, in big time college football. But um, I think they can play off that for sure. I totally agree. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I feel like it's something it's not really something that Fordham puts out, you know, out into the world a lot. But when you're at Fordham, 
I don't think you can go 10 minutes without hearing about Vince Lombardi. I mean, <laughs> they, they rep the hell out of that guy. And I think, I think it's great. I mean, during the Super Bowl, they're, they're putting photos of like putting cardboard cutouts of him on the basketball court. Uh, the Vince Lombardi field house is where all of our teams have their practice facilities. So I think it'd be something really great to kind of, you know, pump out and being like, yo, we produced this guy. And uh, actually funny side story after his, you know, football playing career, uh, he tried to get the head coaching job at Fordham and he was actually denied, which ended up bringing him over to, the, the New York Giants, and then eventually onto his, like, legendary Green Bay Packers career. So, I mean, I think in classic Fordham fashion, they kind of they kind of fumbled that that decision. But I, I totally agree in the sense that it's, it's, it's probably a really smart move to kind of advertise Fordham as New York City's college football team. I mean, you have other D1 FCS programs like Columbia, and I think maybe Wagner as well. But I mean, I just don't think they would bring in the same audience as like a Fordham football team would. And so, I mean, you know, you got time and it's and, and FCS football is a little bit harder to promote than maybe an FBS team. But I mean, coming from Long Island, I mean, Stony Brook sells a lot of tickets to their game. So I've, I've, I see no reason as to why Fordham can't do that. You can't really make them the New York City's college basketball team because they're kind of overshadowed like schools like Saint, by schools like St. John's and even Columbia in some aspects. But I think if they really push football, I think I think Fordham could be become really popular over the next couple of years. Yeah, and I'd, I'd agree with that because I think due to the conditions set in the Patriot League, uh, academic conditions particularly, there is room for a lot of parity. Uh, it's always like a rotating sort of uh, dynamic at who's at the top. I mean, right now, Holy Cross is in their high season. But a few years ago, like you said, it was Fordham. And uh, let's see, before that, it was like Colgate. Um, so it's always rotating, really. And I think I think it's a good point that Fordham can take advantage of this and really, like, increase their profile. But uh, I guess sort of playing on the international uh, aspect of the rivalry and sort of, I guess, well-traveled uh, nature of it, uh, I figure why not, like, when, when we bring up Vince Lombardi, um, kind of a crazy idea is like, why not like sort of, I guess, rebrand this into maybe like the Vince Lombardi classic every now and then. And like, you know, have the game played out in Green Bay because uh, Wisconsin really doesn't have much like tourism in terms of like sporting events, in terms of like neutral site games, they don't have a bowl game. So why not like brand, I guess, Holy Cross Fordham and promote it as like this well-traveled rivalry that's been in the Caribbean, been in Europe, and now, you know, at Lambeau Field. I know it's a crazy idea, but I want to know your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, you know, aside from that one game at Yankee Stadium, the Grand Crusader Cup over overwhelmingly the last couple of years has just been played alternating at Fordham, at Worcester, at the Bronx. So I think I think it would be great to, you know, bring this bring this bring this game across, you know, across the country. Um, I mean, I know Fordham at least has a lot as a, has a very large alumni network. And although it's concentrated in the Northeast, I mean, at my time at Fordham, I met guys from Minnesota. I met people from Chicago. So I think, you know, wherever you are in the country, as long as you're kind of in like a major city, you're going to find Fordham alumni and you're probably going to find Holy Cross alumni too, that are going to want to go see their college team. I mean, if you're, 
you know, if you went to a school in the Bronx and you hear that your college football team is playing a game in Chicago and, you know, you had a good time there, maybe 10, 20 years ago, you might want to go check it out. So I think, I think it would be great in bringing exposure to both programs, you know, bringing in possible recruits. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I would love to see the international aspect and the, you know, the national touring aspect of the Ram Crusader Cup come back. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great point in terms of alumni base. And I guess another international uh, sort of destination I've thought about it as well is like maybe Canada, Toronto or Montreal, which wouldn't be a long trip. And uh, I know I know uh, Division One FBS has tried it with the International Bowl in the past, which didn't really go great, I guess. But I mean, it's a bowl game. Uh, how much is it going to draw, really? I mean, there's sort of like problems with lower tier bowl games drawing great attendance. But why not bring a game at like the Rogers Center since uh, the Bills left their the Bills quit playing their annual game there at the Rogers Center in Toronto or even like Olympic Stadium out in um, in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, because I think um, shoot, I'm drawing on like my my history, my I guess my what little international history knowledge I have. I guess um, in terms of, like Catholicism, I'm pretty sure that Montreal is like a good pocket like historically. I could be mistaken, but I mean. I feel like there's like a market, like they see two Catholic schools, two Jesuit schools in it playing. I mean, the local French population, local French Catholic population would want to turn out, but maybe I'm just imagining. Yeah, no, there's definitely, there's definitely that Jesuit connection there, which I think is another reason why that game in Ireland in 1991 worked so well. And, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned Limerick uh, with the soldiers. I was, I was reading about it. It's kind of crazy how they, they decided to send two college football teams right over there during the troubles at that time. Um, you know, that was definitely a, 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 t- a turbulent period for Ireland, but, um, and, and even, even when you're bringing, even when you're bringing a, you know, an American football team abroad to another country, uh, I don't really think you're going to have a hard time finding that audience because it's like those NFL games in London, you know, even though you probably you probably will get a, a decent amount of people from England or if you're playing in Limerick from Ireland at those games. The nature of American football is you're probably also you're probably mostly going to be getting Americans that are in the country at the time that want to go see an American football game, which which still is great. I mean, if you can draw a crowd. However, you're going to draw a crowd. That's great. So. Again, I mean, I, I have I have no reason against why Fordham and Holy Cross should not pursue this, you know, pursue this game internationally. And even, even if you're not getting huge numbers at the actual game, people are going to want to tune in and see, Oh, wow. They're playing a game in Ireland. Let me check that out. Oh, wow. They're playing a game in Montreal at the Olympic stadium. Like, let me check out how that looks, you know, and you're going to get people on the listening to on the radio on FEV or, you know, on ESPN plus. So yeah. Yeah, um, I think that's a great point, too. I didn't think about the uh, Americans out um, enjoying the game while they're out abroad. And I guess one final point before we, I guess we get to a game preview, uh, finally, is I find it interesting reading the New York Times article that the one aspect that the Irish fans out in 91 liked the most were the high arching punts, which they called Gary Owens. And I think that's just due to the, the rugby-loving nature of the people of Ireland. I always find that funny, uh, just playing special teams in high school. Uh, it's a very important aspect of the game. So <laughs> I, I did enjoy reading that. So I guess going on to a game preview too, um, 
I'll let you start. Like, what are what's Fordham's outlook for this game? I know it's their first game, uh, and three of the three of the seven Patriot League schools have not played at all, and I think actually three of the six playing the spring have not played at all. So, what's Fordham's outlook heading into this weekend's Ram Crusader Cup? I think overall, I mean, they're just so happy to get back on this field. Um, they're just so hungry to play a game. I mean, they haven't played uh, an organized football game probably since uh, November of 2019. That's a crazy long time for a football team when you're already playing, you know, one of the shortest seasons in college sports, in American sports. So, I mean, regardless of the result, I mean, obviously you're going to want to go out and get that win, you know, but they're probably just so happy to play and, you know, to open up their season in this biggest rivalry game. I mean, I don't think there's a better way, you know, to open up a season like no other, you know? Yeah, I totally agree about like just being happy to be there. And I think um, just the divisional format leaves the Patriot League to be more open. I think you just got to win against both your divisional opponents to have that opportunity to go to the title game and uh, play on CBS Sports Network. I was just announced this week, which is pretty cool. Uh, in terms of Holy Cross, I think their defense, what we that small sample size we saw a couple of weeks ago, uh, their defense really dominated, only allowed 137 yards, offense not so much, uh, with only 209 total yards. Connor Degenhardt did throw two touchdowns, but they did have three turnovers. So I guess maybe Fordham takes advantage of a mistake prone a Holy Cross offense, but it's going to be hard to overcome that defense for Fordham. Should be a good game, might be a a low scoring Patriot League clash as we saw during opening weekend, but uh, still, still very exciting. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think Fordham is going to, their biggest challenge is going to be against Holy Cross's defense, but luckily for Fordham and especially lucky since they're playing in this shortened pandemic season is that they have a very experienced off offense. I mean, Tim Demerat, he's a junior QB. I think he's had a very, he had a very solid 2019, regardless of Fordham's record. And what's great is a lot of the Fordham, a lot of Fordham's offensive stars, especially their weapons too. There aren't a lot of seniors on this team. So regardless of what happens this year, I mean, they're going to have a great, this is going to be a great experience playing spring football. You know, I mean, most times spring football is kind of reserved to, you know, a maroon and white scrimmage or, you know, a special game but I mean I think for these guys to be playing in the spring in a high highly competitive matchup especially considering now that we're having a Patriot League championship game which if this goes well I think should be you know carried over indefinitely um it's just going to be a great way to develop this Fordham football team and Holy Cross as well yeah, I know I'm guilty of overlooking this, like looking at, I guess, the now aspect of making FCS playoffs in the spring. But the future value of these spring games is huge. Like you said, I think that's a great point for sure. And even if like they don't uh, win the Patriot League this spring, but if they're competitive, they get a lot of young guys playing time. I mean, that could that could be huge. And that's huge for the program for Fordham even and Holy Cross, too. Really, I mean, every FCS program is playing this spring. Uh, so, I mean, that's a, that's a great point. And. We'll have to see this weekend uh, on ESPN Plus, uh, Ram Crusader Cup. I'm not sure. I forget the time. I want to say 1 p.m. Eastern is uh, game time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, tune in for a, a very iconic rivalry and a very well-traveled rivalry. Uh, Sam, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm 
just so excited to get Fordham football. I mean, I'm not getting Fordham football off the ground, but I'm so excited for Fordham football to get off the ground this season. I mean, you know, people don't really consider us much of a football school over the last couple of years, but I mean, just to be able to say that I go to, a, that I went to a division one football program uh, school has been great. So anyone who's skeptic about S skeptic about F, FCS football, I highly recommend checking out this game on ESPN plus, or, you know, I got to give I got to give a little shout out to, you know, my, uh, my old radio station. But I mean, if you, if you want to check out some really high quality student radio reporting, listen, check out WFUV's 90 on 90.7 FM. If you're in the New York area or on WFUVsports.org for their coverage of the game, they do an excellent job, top notch. So, yeah. Yeah, now that you say that, I'll pair uh, their radio broadcast with uh, the ESPN Plus broadcast for sure. Uh, th- thanks for the thanks for the plug. Uh, thank you for joining me, Sam. And uh, until next time, peace, love, and soul, everyone. All right.